Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Friday the 29th of July. Yesterday, a group of people with English literature degrees tried to tell a group of people with economic degrees what the economy was doing. And a group of people with economic degrees tried to teach a group of people with English literature degrees about the meaning of words. Putting it another way, the recurring fight between journalists and economists over what recession means has begun after the United States experienced a second consecutive quarter of negative economic growth. No credible economist thinks it is useful to describe two consecutive quarters of negative GDP as a recession. It's a meaningless simplification. Countries with falling populations are more likely to have negative GDP, and that's currently over 40% of the global economy nowadays. It says nothing about whether growth is normalising, whether there is spare capacity, what consumers are experiencing. The danger is that using an incorrect definition for the word recession means investors are invited to make false comparisons to genuine recessions when growth has been meaningfully below trend. The United States may be driven into a recession in the future. The erratic Fed certainly seems to be trying to increase risks. But with real consumer spending growing in line with pre-pandemic trends, unemployment a whisker above its all-time low, and 2.7 million jobs created over the first half of this year, it's hard to suggest that this in any way is comparable to a genuine recession. The housing market in the US may well be in difficulties, and that is going to be worth watching. Otherwise, investors would be better off not looking to past genuine recessions as a guide to today's very complicated economic environment. While the market focus has shifted towards growth, there are a number of price indicators that are being released today. Japan's July Tokyo Consumer Price Inflation Measure increased to 2.5% year-over-year on the headline. This is all food and fuel, as on the international definition of core inflation, the rate rose to just 0.5% year-over-year. The euro area is to deliver its preliminary consumer price data for July. This is not likely to be the peak of inflation in the glittering wonder that is the euro, as the timing of the economic reopening in the eurozone suggests the peak will not happen until later on. Because inflation is about the change in prices, events in the past are as important as events today in determining the inflation number. The United States will be giving us the personal consumer expenditure deflator for June, which the Fed used to focus on before it started behaving so erratically. The United States also has the Employment Cost Index for the second quarter. This is normally an important metric for judging inflation pressures, but as inflation at the moment is more driven by profits than labour costs, it's not necessarily that relevant today. Personal income and personal spending data are more relevant. The growth of US consumption has been in line with long-term trends, but real incomes are very, very weak indeed. This is possible because consumers are aiming to reduce their savings in order to spend more. Any signs of that willingness to reduce savings starting to waver would be a signal of a potential slump in the United States.
That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.